You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odie Mari, Sodi Mari, Mari, Sodi, Mari, Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey, oh, yes, no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. What it do, baby boo? Baby blue? No, baby boo. Oh, baby boo. Oh, okay. Yeah, what it do? What's up, everybody? How's it going? They can't, you can't hear. We can't hear you guys, but I can just tell that everybody listening to this podcast is just like shouting like with their arms in the air like, we're fantastic! Because I'm feeling fantastic. So am I. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. He is risen and all that. Yes, he is. Happy Passover. Risen. Ramadan Mubarak. Yes. I um um I was just about to say something, but I don't want to undercut the importance of this weekend. So Thank you. Yeah. Um I and I'm just imagining the thing that you just made a face about is probably the thing that I was also going to bring up. I don't know. But, but I'm in a <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, I'm in a very good mood is my point. Good. So I'm not, I'm, you know what? I'm going to do my best and I'm, I'm making this promise. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to keep it, but I'm going to do my best not to get on you. You know, like I usually do. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being nice to me today. I will back the fuck off a little bit. Thank you. But I, but I do have a quick question. Well, first... Hi, I'm Odie. Hi, I'm Maurice. And you're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. <laughs> now, would you like to ask your question? Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> I sure am. Okay. Um, before we jump in, you know what we got to do. Yes, we have to ask some questions. Quick, quick questions. Quick, 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 quick questions. Okay, so whip those bad boys out and get to asking. All right, number one. <laughs> Would you like me to vamp a little bit while okay, you but. properly prepare? So, uh, in an effort to get to know the hosts a little bit, uh, each episode we start off the podcast by asking a few uh, table topic questions. Uh, these questions have been, uh, you know, a part of the table top. Is it called table topics? Yeah, table topics set that I bought uh, during lockdown for my family. And they're just really interesting, like, uh, you know, get to know you questions. So. Getting to know you, getting, getting to, to know, know all about you. you. Give me one. I want to ask you one. Getting to well, that's two. Hear so. you, getting to know if you so like So you go me. first, and then I'll go. Hmm. Which household appliance has been worth more than you paid? I think we're gonna have the same answer for this, but you go uh, first. Worth more than I paid? Oh, probably. Oh, has been has been worth more than you paid as. So like I, I as in it's a toss up because I want to say the TV, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way, if you could turn that off when you get a chance, yes, yeah, uh, I want to say the TV because it 
you know, for what for what it's worth, I use that TV pretty much every day. Yeah. Since I work from home, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, I've been doing a lot better with not sleeping with the TV on. But there was a time when, like, I would just have this basic t- basically this TV would just be running 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days mm-hmm. a week, probably while my electricity bills. Is on. <laughs> but uh, but I'm going to go with the air fryer. That air fryer has come in clutch. And I, too, I'm going to say air fryer. I figured, like, that's something that's just such a quick and easy way of making food and all that. Lots of delicious things come out of there. You know what the... Okay, I'm going to... This is going to sound possibly like a stupid question, Mm -hmm. but I I really am curious. What do you do with old uh, appliances, like, when you don't need them anymore? Like Send them to a rage cage. Uh... That's actually a really smart idea. <laughs> no, because like I was thinking like I like like you can't just throw them in the garbage, right? Well, some of them you can. I know that like sometimes the Prospect Park will have so, like certain electronic devices. They'll have like a roundup for you mm-hmm. to bring them there because you can't really recycle them or throw them out. Yeah. They don't, they don't they, get processed in the same way. Yeah, they don't get processed. So you can probably find somewhere, especially if it's a certain type of device, but most often I think people just like put it out in front of the trash and see who takes and it. And see if anybody takes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... Uh, I mean, if unless it still works, you can give it to Goodwill or, you know, you can re- recycle it just, to a family member. I just know so many people in my 20s... Uh, of just like going into people's houses and just being like, yeah, we got that couch on the side of the street. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I we also got bed bugs. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can't do a couch. I couldn't pick up a couch off the street, but I could pick up like appliances or something like that. But then or you have to see if it's going to work. Some literature. Yes, I do pick up literature because books should not be abandoned on the street. Mm-hmm. They need a place to love them. You're saving them. And keep them warm. Yes. You're, you're like the mother Teresa of books. Oh God. Oh, I hope not. She was very racist. Oh. And terrible to the orphans that she was supposed to be helping. Well. That we found out years later. But she also did some good, I guess. Yeah. She, duality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the duality. Um, all right. Now, what's your question? My question for you is as follows. Oh, which comic strip character has stood the test of time? Calvin and Hobbes. I would. Do you remember um, uh, uh, Curtis? Curtis, Curtis. I Curtis. think I think that's what it's called. I think it's look. called Curtis. It, it, the Curtis Comics. I mean, it sounds familiar. The little black kid with the hat. Is it called Curtis? There's a cur- a comic Curtis by Ray Billingsley. That name sounds very familiar. Go to images. Oh, Curtis! I was right. Yes. 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 I yes, loved yes, Curtis, yes. but I think I mean I guess it might be. It's still well. I'm looking here on Comics Kingdom, so I feel like before the Boondocks, there was uh, Curtis. there was Curtis. Yeah. Yes, and he and I feel. But you said uh, by Ray Billingsley. Yeah. I feel like we don't give Curtis enough of the uh, attention. You oh know? man, especially, I love Curtis, especially since like Boondocks blew everybody out of the water. Yeah, you know, like so when it comes to comic strips, I'm gonna go with Curtis. Thank you for for unlocking that core memory for me. Yeah. Um, and you had Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes is a quintessential comic strip, I would say. Um, 
My mom, I used to always ask her when they would have like the the big books of like Calvin Hobbes. Yeah, my them. dad used to collect those. I love them. I might yeah. maybe I should just reorder them because I haven't I haven't had them in quite some time. But I wonder. Always so fun. I wonder if I'm gonna, you know, never mind. I didn't want to be grim. Okay, well, don't be grim. I won't be grim. I so I, I would like to to I would like that collection at some point. I'll just put it that way. It would be a nice <laughs> gesture if that my dad's collection. Somehow was made left its way into my house. In, in 30 plus years. Yes, yes. Down the line. Way in the down future. in the future. Way down <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's it for the questions this week. No, we had three. We did. We did. Oh, my God. I forgot to add for the third now. one. Come on. All right. I'm sorry. We were. I just got so excited after Curtis. Yeah, got the fucking... <laughs> I'm okay. Keep that to myself. Um, what's your good luck charm? <sighs> oh, you know what? Um, so I have these dog tags that uh, well, there are two sets of dog tags. Mm-hmm. There's one that my uh, best friend from college, Gladys. Shout out to Gladys. Shout, shout out, out to Gladys. Is that your hair? I know I'm always on here being like I'm gonna shout out your uh, YouTube channel, and then I, and then I don't remember off the top of my head what it is. This time I remembered. Is that your hair? Link in the show notes. Link, <laughs> link in the show notes. Um, not getting paid for this promo. Anyhow, um, <laughs> uh, so her and my dad gave me these um these uh dog tags mm-hmm. so uh one of it is uh it's it's the day that i graduated from howard university mm-hmm. and the other one just says forever on it because that's how long our friendship is gonna last oh i love that yeah yeah do you have a good luck charm um, is it uh the the um anklet i was going to say my anklet my okay evil eye anklet yeah, what's the what's the meaning behind that? If you don't mind me asking. So, evil eye is um, it's very old, thousands of years uh, from various different cultures. But the idea is that you're um, pushing back any evil eyes being sent towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wear that pretty much every day, um, so that I can keep my vibes good and the negative energy away from me. Okay. Well, and I got it at Sunwind, New York City. Shout out to Sunwind. Yeah. Oh, and also shout out to Gla- uh, yeah, I've said her name, Gladys. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Gladys. <laughs> yeah. So, are you ready to jump into the pop culture segment? Yes, we are. Let us get into our pop culture segment. This <laughs> All right, so we are going to kick it off with a som- we have there's a, a, a lot of somber news this week. Yeah. Um first we want to say rest in peace to Archie Eversole. He's the Atlanta rapper who had the song We Ready that was really popular when we were in high school. Um he was shot unfortunately allegedly or allegedly by his brother. Um he did pass at only 37 years old, so it's very sad. Yeah. Um, and also um, another, like, devastating blow to our childhood and just comedy and film in general. But Gil- Gilbert Gottfried passed this week. Mm. Um, he had, like... Such com- a unique voice. <clears throat> such a unique voice. Um, he had complications from, I believe it was his muscular dystrophy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was just such a great comic. 
I thought that his career was definitely um, integral to a lot of our our different, like all of our childhood. He was there. Um, That's like, well, I know it's not literally half of the cast, but it's like the most memorable parts of Aladdin are gone now. Yeah, well, now him and Robin Williams, Yagu and Genie are just up chilling there, up there, hanging out, hanging out. It's very sad. So we're sending love to all both of their families. Yeah, and, love, you know, light, rest in peace. And we just hope that you are that healing happens and peace and love and all that. Yeah, same here. I would I would say that um, one of my comedy friends, uh, Daniel Parafan, earlier when uh, it was announced that uh, Gilbert Godfrey passed away, he uh, put up a picture on Instagram just doing like a RIP to one of the legends, one of the greats. Mm-hmm. But it was a picture of Godfrey, the uh, the <laughs> Nigerian American. Yes. Comedian. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Was that on purpose? Yes, he did it on purpose. <laughs> he did it on Instagram and on Facebook just to see who who was just like, no, it's not the right thing, you know? Just yeah. fucking well, silliness. Sometimes you need some levity in these hard moments. Of course. Yeah. But yes, again, shout out to their families, and we're sending you all lots of love. I agree. I, I was turning down the music. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um... All right, so now we're going to have, there's tons of just bullshit happening. Yeah, a lot of bullshit. It's, and it's been, you know, I feel like I'm even more annoyed that it's bullshit happening here in our city and in our borough um, because we already have enough to deal with. But if you haven't been paying attention to the news this week, um, a man in Brooklyn shot up the subway at 36th Street, I think it's on the D or the N. N-R-I? No, it was a uh, DNR, yeah, D- yeah. because uh, thirty six. It's an express stop. Yes, <clears throat> and um, he basically like was on the subway, mm-hmm. and he threw like a flash bomb. Yeah, like a smoke grenade. A smoke grenade, and then of course causing confusion, and then he started shooting. Um, they were saying the last reports I read, it was like twenty nine people had possibly been shot, but then. Um, 10 people were injured um, and had to go to the hospital. And I was reading a lot of them were students because it was early in the morning. It was early in the morning when this all thing went down. And everyone was just like really worried and confused. We didn't know if it was like a terrorist attack, if it was a hate crime. Because like that area in Sunset Park. It's very predominantly uh, Well, it's mostly like, I wouldn't say predominantly Asian American. I think it's a mixture of white. Uh, Latinx um, and Asian communities, and then some yeah. black people. But then it's also in that area is also a large once. Um, uh, a, a Jewish communities. Are, there's like a lot of Hasids that live over there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who who was the target? Was it just like a random um, shooting? And it turns out, I mean, the guy who was arrested, his name was Frank James. He was 62 years old. And he had, I don't know if you saw the YouTube videos that he had been posting up. Um, His YouTube channel was Prophet of Truth 88. And he had a lot of, I would say, like, crazy, for lack of a better term, views. Like, they were, I mean, he was a black man, but he had anti-blackness, you know, anti-Semitic 
anti-government, anti-like everybody. He also, you know, didn't he was uh, shouting about Eric Adams and how he was um, helping or well lack of care that the homeless people were getting because if you haven't read, like Eric Adams had been getting criticized in recent uh, weeks because of how he'd been handling just our homeless crisis here. Um, and he was also talking about his mental health and like the city wasn't helping him. So it was, it's not a clear cut case of what happened. All we know is this man decided that he was this like, he called himself the doom bringer or something like that. And it's just very, it was very scary. Uh, like being in New York, you use the subway all the time. There at are any millions point. of people who like use the subway like every single day, you know, at any time. 24 hours yeah. a day. It doesn't matter what time you're on the train. It could be Wednesday at freaking 4 a.m. There's going to be at least one person at the bare minimum on the train because people work a variety of hours. Our subway system is really unique where you for 275, you can go from Queens all the way up to, you know, almost, you know, Yonkers, yeah. basically. So if anywhere you need to go, you can get there. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a mainstay of our community. So to have someone doing a shooting on there at this level, because it's different. It's like, you know, throughout time, sometimes there have been someone gets shot on the subway, but that's like there's a fight happening. It's like maybe there might be some sort of gang situation but it's yeah. it's very like it's a specific targeted uh situation mm -hmm. um it's not this like just anarchy um and this is but i think this is showing a lot of the issues that we currently have in the mta yeah i was reading an article that was uh basically talking about how um how this is gonna hurt like the recovery aspect because um the recovery aspect of getting uh subway goers to feel comfortable enough to go back to riding trains again i mean it's true one of my best friends james is like a super like train nerd has always loved trains grew up in new york um he works for njt and he is just like it's scary even for him like it's scary so it's like going a regular person going on the train whether you've lived here your whole life or not, mm -hmm. like this is very rattling. Even people like who have, you know, it's like Brooklyn Tough, whatever. It's like, are like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get on the train anymore because you never know. And the bullshit that for me is one, the train, when they got it, when people got off the train, there was no like alert or or stopping to be like we need to shut down the train station mm -hmm. to make sure no one's getting out so everyone's like it, going it on like, with their day it was kind like of fucking chaos it was chaos you know? when they came off they just let everybody they opened up the train doors let everybody get out and those videos were fucking graphic <laughs> oh like, they were horrible I was, I was on youtube not youtube i was on twitter and uh just scrolling through to see what happened it did not have like that uh, advisory yeah. thing that mm -hmm. twitter has started implementing mm -hmm. where it usually says like this is sensitive information you mm -hmm. might want to you know think twice before you click on this shit uh no it's just pools of blood on yeah. the ground and like there was a dude who was wrapping another dude up in a tourniquet, like to stop the bleeding. Like it, it was. I will say that regardless of graphic. what anyone talks about New York and how we care about each other or rude or whatever like that, mm -hmm. every single person on that train was 
Like, every video I saw, people were helping everyone. Yes. They were trying to make... Like, the first, the civilians were doing more to assist in this whole situation than, than any of, of the police. police officers that the are po- always at the train stations. The one woman told the police, like, there's something happening. He's like, oh, my radio's not working. Why the fuck is your radio not working? And in the in the um, press conference that the police had, they were like, oh, when they go down there, they got to switch their frequencies to something else. Okay, well, why didn't they do that? You want to know why? Because they're always texting and playing Candy Crush and swiping right but I bet whenever you, you see them in the train. But I bet you their tasers are fully charged. I'm sure their tasers and their guns are fully, they know how to pick those out. Yeah. But, like, people are like, oh, you know, Adams is talking about adding more train people or police on the trains. Ugh. We don't need any more we police do not anywhere. Need more we don't cops need them. on the trains, in the trains, outside I, of the trains. I knew something was fucked when I uh, first moved here, and I saw just cops just riding the buses. I'm just like, we have entirely too many fucking police officers uh, uh, in like public transportations you know so like maybe just fucking chillax well i mean the, the if you're not doing anything what is the point i will say i will say it is it 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 came a day after i had for the very first time since covid lockdown gone into the office to actually work yeah and I was, it, it literally was the Monday I was in the office and I was telling you how I felt really good about mm-hmm. going in. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to uh, go in maybe once or twice a month. Uh-huh. And I was going to, uh, I'm currently working with the rest of my department to like uh, create a day where we feel comfortable going into the office to work, you know? Yeah. But like now after all this, I, I, I don't know. I would feel weird about going into but the office remember now. i was saying i was thinking of trying to go to like the, my job's headquarters here in new york yeah um just like maybe once a week or something like that because everyone mainly works in dc but i was thinking oh that might be nice to get out of the house one day yeah. now no thank you Mm-mm. no thank you i i don't know like Mm-mm. when i go on the train it is going to be like during rush hour no because that's the height of when someone's gonna be trying to do something and you know I lived off of uh, 34th Street, right? I remember. I, didn't that the one I helped you move into? Yes, it is. Yep. Not even going to talk about that, but I did help you move in. And you were close <laughs> to that subway? Yes. I. It's a very long, <laughs> long ride from here to there. You have a there. way better memory than I do. I do. Yes, you do. Uh, sometimes. Um, but, like, I really want people to stop this push for, like, calling for more police because the police are already not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You want to know who co- helped catch um, the shooter after he had the shooter himself had tipped off the police that he where of to where he was and they didn't get there in time. Uh, a twenty year old man from Syria named Zach Tahan. Mm. So that's why uh, thank you Zach was trending yes. the other day. Because the police officers couldn't get their shit together in order to catch the man and us regular civilians. Had to do it the way that we were doing everything the whole day and rallying against against this like terror attack. Like, we don't need police in the subways. We need to have people who work in the MTA in the subways to be able to monitor. Like, I would not be opposed. Like every station, as I mean, I don't know if this has been since the, yeah since the pandemic, 
So many of the people who just the monitors like sitting up in the booths are gone. Yeah. You it takes forever to find someone. And even if there is a police at the train, it's not every single train. You're going to maybe get them at 42nd, 34th Probably Street. at like the hubs, you the know, cer- like certain the, hubs. Uh, but the 36th hub. Street is a huge hub. Yes. And how in that none of the, yeah. the none of the cameras were working. We have none of the cameras were working. The there was like a, there was a video of of Frank James or James Frank, whatever the fuck his name is. Frank I don't James. really Frank James. E- either way, there was a there was a video of him like above ground. I uh-huh. guess the camera above ground was working that showed him like just running. Mm-hmm. And this is a bit grim, but I just remember like when I first saw that thinking. Like, cause this was after they put out the uh, APB on him. They mm-hmm. was like, his name is Frank James or James Frank, whatever his name is. <laughs> I I keep wanting to whatever his name is James Frank. He uh, he's five foot five. He's a sixty two year old man. And I was just thinking like, when I saw that video, I was just like, he's fucking spry for somebody his age. Like well, just moving that way, doing nice. all of that. Like, I'm not saying this, like I'm impressed or anything like that. He's a fucking monster. Fuck him. Like, I hope he, well, I, I know that you're an uh, abolitionist. So therefore me being like, I hope he goes to jail is probably not gonna sit that well for you, but he's in danger. He, he endangered the lives of those, uh, fucking, um, uh, train goers, you know. I like, mean, that's I some, that's some fuck shit. I think that they're. Yes, I am an abolitionist, and I don't. I feel like they're, but I think that there are probably times and situations where someone being um, removed from society mm-hmm. um, is necessary. Yeah. Um, I think that this situation is is so. There's so many different layers to everything like the mental health layer the um like these crazy conspiracy all these things that were happening like is it him saying i'm having mental health issues and nobody in the city is helping me and it's getting worse how much of the lack of services that people have not been getting because during the pandemic, so many things were shut down. So many places have lost money and are not able to help. Um, how much can this be blamed on just the lack of care we have for our citizens on day to day? And it's not to like further that argument of like people with mental illness are violent because we both have a mental illness yep. and neither of us are violent. Um, but if you can, if you're adding a mental a history of mental illness plus um, an actual like hate for the society and all these other like beliefs that people could have when they're not being taken care of and supported, it's like a breeding ground for danger because this is not the only that wasn't the only shooting yeah in Brooklyn that wasn't the literally only the next day. Right at Barclays, not too far from us, these three young boys, <clears throat> and I'm calling them young boys because they were teen, young teens. They were teenagers. Uh, got they, This 15-year-old got into a fight with one of them, and they shot him in the head. Mm. Like, since the last I read, he was, like, still in surgery and, like, critical condition. Oh, he's not dead? He wasn't dead. But, oh, my like, God. He was hit in the side of the head. So, the last I read, they were, like, looking for him, hopefully... You know, by the time you hear this, he's still alive, and they've 
you know, been able to save him. But just thinking of like what that's going to mean for him for the rest of his life. You get hit, you get shot in the head. Even surviving the amount of damage that could be done to your brain, yeah, you never know. So it's just like, but people are like, "Oh, these teenagers are just terrible." But like, what? Where do you get a teenager having a gun, having the the feeling that, that they need to have a gun, mm-hmm. and that that this is the only way that they can protect themselves or get respect or whatever the case may be? Like, there's so many more. Issues that we have here at hand, and it's not just a Brooklyn issue; it's a whole entire country issue because there are plenty of people who are falling under the cracks, yeah, and aren't being given the necessary help they need over a period of time. And then it's like we are dealing with the consequences of a failed uh, society. Yeah, like we're not taking responsibility for the people we have here. So then it's like it is very easy for when someone does something uh, bad to be like, oh, just lock them up. But it's like they're ha- they're that can't be the only way. And not saying in instances that it's not necessarily needed. Like, do I want Frank James to be walking around getting guns and smoke bombs and shit, terrorizing the community? No. But is it is jail somewhere he needs to be, or is it perhaps um, a mental institution where he like even though those also have a lot of issues and that can't just be a uh, the only other um, alternative because they are just as carceral as um, prisons in a lot of ways. But I just feel like we need to do something better and help people more so that we are not having situations of like 5.30 in the afternoon, you're walking out of Barclays, the mall, coming up from Atlantic Terminal and there's a freaking shooting just right there in broad daylight. Um, but it's like, we just have to protect ourselves, be smart, pay attention to your surroundings as much as possible and as always, if you see something, say, say something. something. And not just to the freaking police, because they're not going to do anything. Say yeah. something to the people around you. Tweet it. Let ask it be a question. Tweet. Tweet I mean, it. Citizen yeah, app it. Put, put, put some stuff out there. Citizen yeah. app is very helpful. I don't use it because it was giving me anxiety of seeing all the things that are constantly going on. But yeah. I won't say that it's not helpful to know there was a shooting or something in this area or someone was, you know, assaulted down the block. Because maybe I don't want to go over there if there's somebody, like, at large. Um... But did you feel like the I when this happened, I feel like I didn't get the little notification that he had been, um, that he had been like uh, identified or the I did get until uh, like later. In, it was like I feel like he, we both got it at it like, like the same time because the, you texted morning, me. Um, but he they had identified him like that night before, so I'm like, yeah. why did it wait until eleven in the morning to send me this text message? That's the same thing that they did with the hurricane. Yeah, we didn't get the hurricane till mid hurricane happening, and then all of a sudden you're getting these alerts. But like, shouldn't this alert happen earlier? Why is it taking so long? Yeah, I don't I don't know why it took as long as it did, but I just remember it being a loud, obnoxious fucking so thing loud. when uh when it went off. And uh, I think I was in the midst of texting you anyway mm-hmm. um, when it went off. Well, speaking of loud and obnoxious things, the baby shot somebody at his house. Just uh, oof. Yeah, but this time it was, I guess, justified. It was a, tr- it was a person trespassing. Yeah. Um, 
And he, of course, in true to baby fashion, on an Instagram post on Friday, he shared a clip of Cameron in paid in full saying, niggas get shot every day, B, you'll be all right. You tough, right? <laughs> Which I could not say is not funny. Um, but you hear the um, <clears throat> he the 911 call came out and he was like, y'all got, you know, he's, Someone was trespassing. I don't know what he's here for, what he's here to take, what he's here to do, but he's shot in the leg. He's neutralized until you guys get here. Um, so, you know, the guy, you could hear him, like, wailing in the background because he was obviously shot. He just got shot. Um, so, thankfully, this was not one of baby's antics as his as he usually has. This was an actual, like, if someone's trespassing on my yeah. property and I have a family, even if it's just me, like, I won't say that if I had a gun that I wouldn't shoot them. This isn't the this isn't the first time um, that the baby. I no. mean, he still had that Walmart thing. He killed somebody. Now he did shoot them when they were like coming at him when he was with his daughter. Mm-hmm. He had the fight. He's never not in some sort of altercation. But Another I, one. <laughs> I will say, at the very least, this compared to most of his recent uh, activities was something that you could see as justified because you're, someone trespassing in your home and you don't know what's going on, and you shoot them. I mean, that's why people have guns in their home. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully the situation does not come out that the baby was actually, like, on some fuck shit because we, it's the baby. Um, and <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully that man that got shot is safe and is healing, um, and whatever happens to him, you know, moving forward. But can you... <laughs> Uh, why can't people leave people alone? I don't understand. What is going on? Why are you trespassing in somebody's house? What, did you think he had, like, money or something? Well, like, you know, dude. Well, not pre- think you have money, but did you know it was the baby's house? And yeah, you were... that's what I'm trying to figure out. If it was, like, a, like, a, I, is it, I don't know. Is it a, so the thing that I would change speculate. my opinion on whether he should have shot him is, like, is this, was this, like, a fan who was trying to, like, meet you and get on your property or was this someone you felt like was being violent? But there was also plenty of people at your house. Did you need to shoot him? I would say, okay, so just in general, I'm staying the fuck away from the baby. Like, the <laughs> fact that I know that he has, like, bodies, like actual yeah. bodies, and he has no problem with pulling that thing out and doing what he has to do to protect himself, uh, Second Amendment and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm staying as far away. Like, I'm not trying to rob him. I'm not trying to even take a photo of, with him. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, you know what? Even if I'm a fan of his or something like that, I'm not going to his concerts. Like, before my ass get Travis Scotted or some shit like that, like, I'm not, I'm not having it. So, sorry, baby. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, no photos, no autographs or anything. Just don't, nobody talk to him. Le- le- leave, leave him the, alone. Leave the baby be. Leave Let the, him. Leave the baby be. Just be with his nappy and <laughs> go about your business. I know. Um, I know. Uh, this is not an appropriate drop, but I just went through my list of uh, <laughs> drops, and uh, I forgot that I had this one. I want to fuck the ones I envy. I envy. Okay. I told you it wasn't appropriate. <sighs> Moving on. I miss these drops, man. Moving on yes. to uh, more inappropriate shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard or watched Jocelyn's Cabaret? 
Uh, no. Uh, do you remember when I talked about it a few weeks ago with vaguely her uh, assaulting or allegedly assaulting one of the castmates? Yeah, vaguely. Okay, so Jocelyn's her name, Josh. Yeah, Jocelyn Hernandez. Yeah, I, I legitimately, when you said that, I was just like, is that a musical? Like, is that? (laughs) Is that a location in Brooklyn? Do you want to go to a fucking speakeasy? I mean, it does sound it, like it sh- any of those sounds things. Sounds like it could totally be that, right? Yeah, any of those things. I'm going to open up a fucking bar that's called Jocelyn's, Jocelyn's Cabaret. Cabaret. All right. It'll, she, she might shoot It'll be you. like a, a musical bar where like there'll be a piano. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like that um, that LGBT plus uh, uh, theater bar that's in Manhattan. On like 2nd Avenue? Yes. I hope it's still open. I, I love that one. A, that I, was a good piano bar. They sh- they sing show tunes and shit. Yeah. Like, I haven't been there in so long. I don't know if I've been there since, like, I hope college. That, I really hope that they're still open because, like, I know a lot of places that just went under because of the, you know, the, the paparazzi. Um, <laughs> so. You're correct. Um, but, no, this was not nearly as fun. Basically, the show was, she was teaching these girls how to be, like, strippers or shaking their ass, but a lot of it was her, like, yelling at them and cursing them out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, if you recall, Sounds I... Like a fun time. <laughs> I mentioned a few weeks ago that one of the dancers, um, she had gotten a fight with her mm-hmm. on the show, and the woman was alleging that Jocelyn's fiancé had, like, helped beat her up, and they, like, were jumping her. Mm-hmm. So now, it turns out four of the dancers have filed a $25 million lawsuit against Jocelyn for assault and battery. Mm. Um, they said that she amb- she ambushed them during taping, and they came with heels to the reunion where she wore hard-bottom boots. Um, and one of the women, um, Amber Ali, um, was when I think that was the initial report, Amber Ali was in their hospital room and saying that Jocelyn kicked her and bruised her ribs, um, and that her, Jocelyn's fiance, and you'll never guess his name, Ballistic. Realistic? Ballistic. Oh my God, really? Yes. He was also fighting and he ripped her hair off her head. Um, and Jocelyn honestly didn't like ever say she didn't do these. But I think that I read this comment from her before that. Uh, I Mortal Kombat, one hoe, pimp slapped another one. She, uh, these were, she was tweeting these. Uh, pushed one into last night's episode, kicked down a few on the ground, slapped fire out of everyone on that stage. Me and my crew, wait for it. Um, so, you know, Zeus has been saying they didn't, they don't condone violence. Um, and it's just been shenanigans. It's been stupid shenanigans. Um, if she has to, if they sue and she has to pay all this money, I don't know where all, like, I can't imagine she's making $25 million off of this show. Like, I can't imagine it's anything close to that. Yeah, not enough to cover this kind of For, From Zeus? No. 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 If I, like, honestly, I would say she probably would make, like, maybe a million, maybe, maybe even say, I could say three, four million. Because okay. she is Jocelyn. is very, She does a, have a brand. She has a brand. People love her for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and they would tune into the show. So it's like, it's mess. Like, people are going to tune yeah, into it's, mess. It's, it, everybody loves a good mess. Um, but, I mean, shoot. Who we'll knows? We'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> um, I think that she could have gotten to the point where she was making that much. Maybe. 
But it just is very, very weird. I don't know why she's hitting people. You're a grown-up. Use your words. Yes. Um, there's, I, I can't say that, you know, I've never wanted to fight somebody if they're talking crazy or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to hit anybody because I don't want any sort of lawsuits. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I also just don't want assault on my fucking record. Exactly. It's not a good look. It's like, not. Jobs look up that shit. And you, then you have to explain, like, why were you doing... Well, you know, I, I own a twerk fucking factory. <laughs> and the dancers weren't doing what I asked them to do, so I had to stomp them in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that would not go well in a job interview. I think they would be a bit... Do you... Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. Continue. Confused and horrified at those behaviors. Yeah. But what were you going to ask me? I was just going to ask if you remember the song. <laughs> I didn't. It's from the Boondocks. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was not listening into the lyrics when you put the song on. So, I, first, honestly, if you want to know, I thought you had put on The Rock's rap. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. Well, I'm doing that now. <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. Hunger, we devour. Well, put that on after, uh, before I, I say this next one so that you can. Before or after? Well, no, put it on after because. Okay, yeah. Wait, I don't even know. I feel like the next few ones coming up are so shitty. I don't know if you could, if any, if this is, I think they're getting more and more inappropriate. Yeah, well, uh, just throw out the next one and we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, do you remember that Cuba Gooden Jr. got arrested in, um, a few years ago for allegedly, um, like sexually assaulting someone? Yeah, for fucking being a nasty man. He was. So, um,. He made a plea. He pleaded guilty and got a plea deal. Um, and this is three years after he was arrested because um, there was a lot of delays. The, his team was trying to get the charges dismissed or reduced and da da da. da. Um, but between 2018 and 2019, three more women said that he would had violated them um, at different. And these were waitresses. Um, and so he admitted to the judge that he kissed the waitress on her lips without her permission. What Lavo nightclub, and um, it this is just this is very sad. One, I think that people have been like treating this like as as like a no big deal because he was just a kiss. Don't no one kisses no one. Don't kiss me unless I've told you that I want you to kiss me. Or we if we there's a difference between you're dancing in a nightclub with someone. Maybe you're, you're in a mood the, you're or something the, like that. You have to feel the vibe. You're feeling the vibe, and then, like, they go in for a kiss. And, it, it, like, if someone goes into a kiss in that instance, and you then you can be like, you know, no, or whatever, you move away. But that is more of, like, an organic, it makes sense that someone might have tried to kiss you. You could rebuff the kiss and be like, oh, no, like, I'm good. But someone, um, I'm a waitress. I'm at work, yeah. and you're kissing me. That is not... Cute, that's not funny, but also, like, I don't think that our society ever deems anything that's not somebody knocking you over the head and, like, pulling your skirt up as, like, real assault. Because nobody has been um, getting uh, in um, Adrian Brody's ass for him kissing uh, Halle Berry. At the, what was at the Oscars? I think years later, it was one of those things where we look back now and see how cringy that shit was. Well, like now, but even still, people are still, like, nobody was, people are breaking that up after the whole slap situation, but. Was, um, 
Also, Jim Carrey kissing Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, at the MTV Awards. That's not what I was gonna bring up, but I was just gonna say like, was um, was would it be considered assault what uh, Justin Timberlake did to Janet Jackson? No, because he didn't do he didn't do that on purpose. Oh, okay. It was just like I don't think he was it supposed wasn't to su- rip it off. It wasn't. But it, it wasn't, wasn't supposed, supposed to, be. to like be the the nipple. It was supposed to be like a like a red bra or something. Yeah, or like something that. like that. Like I don't something provocative, but not like an actual flash. Yes. Got you. Got you. Um. So, but like. But either way, consent is not that fucking hard, people. Yeah. Like it's really not that hard. If like. If you, if it, I mean, look, like if the vibe is right and you both legitimately are feeling that the vibe is right, the two people, y'all can go from there. But like, don't just like, oh, I'm Cuba Gooden Jr. I was in Snow Dogs. Like, <laughs> think that you could just do whatever you want. Like, ooh, I was in radio. It's just, it's sad because this is just Cuba, Cuba Gooden Jr., Regardless of like his most recent roles, he was he was good in that. Um, I didn't see all of it. The what the uh, OJ, OJ? The, the um, yeah, he did really well in that. But just like you know, don't be a menace. Like that. Wait, no. What was, <laughs> you're no. thinking. You're thinking. Of what's the what's Boys, Boys in, in the, the hood. hood? Thank you. Yes. But like that was a great. He's a, he is a great actor. He has a great family legacy in Hollywood. So for you to throw it away, to just be kissing these women for no reason, just because you feel like you can, because you have money and you're a man or whatever, it's just fucked up. So whatever this plea deal is, I guess, you know, you got out of jail. And it, this is one of those situations where it's like, do I feel like someone necessarily needs to go to jail for this? No, but like definitely you need to take some serious, um, they need to have you on serious. I don't know what sort of community service that you can do, and um, I'm sure there is a transformative justice uh, approach to this that could happen that is not, like, just throw them in jail because, like, what is that going to do? Yeah, it's not really going to do much. Besides, um, he's just going to be chilling in jail, getting signing autographs fair. for a year. Yes. Um, but everyone, please... Just consent. Just get to consent. Consent is a thing, and it is important. So just you know, don't don't Cuba Gooden Junior. This all right, guys. Now that is the last that we have of all legal issues. Mm-hmm. Thank God! Wow, so much shit. So people were in so much shit this week. It was really kind of a shitty week when it came to like legal shit. It did. There was just so much going on. Um, <clears throat> now, this is also, I mean, this is just fuckboy behavior. Actually, I don't, is that it for the legal stuff? Oh, wait. Wow. I, because you know what? This story is such a horrifying story that, like. We could talk about it in a different segment if, if you, if you want. Or, I'm easy. I'm, I'm rolling. No, we can, we can get into it. Um, a few years ago, there was a white Democratic donor mm-hmm. named Ed Buck, who was it was found that two black men, uh, Jamel Moore and Timothy Dean, um, had overdosed in his house two two years apart. Jamel died in 2017, and Timothy in 2019, and it took a really really long time for anyone to really look into the counts. Um, of like what's going on, like why, like he, Ed Buck is gay, 
the two black men were gay, but I believe also homeless or have like having various um some sort of like runaway scenario. No, not they were older, but it was like they were homeless. Some of them had you know just different issues, yeah. uh, drug abuse, maybe not having like a big support system. Yeah, and it just was showed that he was like giving them these drugs, and then they're dying and. He was not facing any kind of scrutiny or um, or any like ramifications for this happening, and it was just showing how wealthy white men can get away with killing people, even if you could say, "Oh, it's an overdose." But like he's plying them with these drugs, and it's more on one than on one occasion that he's like victimizing these these black gay men, and he knows that they don't have. Um, that they're vulnerable victims, that they were um, unhoused, and it just was like a clear, um, like, uh, uh, not taking any responsibility mm-hmm. or care for these people's lives. Mm. Um, but he was found guilty by a federal judge this week, and he's getting 30 years for injecting the two black men um, with the meth. That killed them. So some justice. Yeah. Um, he it's just like the fact that white you be being white and wealthy and a man, that takes away anything. It doesn't matter that he's gay, doesn't matter that he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like none of those things, who cares? The fact is that he is a person who is harming other people. Yeah. And it's like maybe and who knows how many more there could be that we don't know about. That, like, he could have been doing this before and, like, giving these people meth and they're dying and you're not caring enough to, to like, be like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be using this, these drugs with people if people are really getting hurt. So, fuck you, Ed Buck, and I hope that Jamel Moore and Timothy Dean's families are getting some semblance of peace um, because as much as I'm not an abolitionist, these are the situations you where are. I'm like, oh, wait, what did I say? You said as much as I'm not an abolitionist. Oh, yeah, as much as I am an abolitionist. These are the type of situations where I'm like, you do not, you're a danger to society, and you are, it doesn't seem like you actively are trying to do better or change. Yeah. So maybe you need to, to be removed. Yeah. Now, I don't know what type of restorative justice framework we can apply to this to make it better or different or, or something. But in this case, with, with the system that we currently have, I am okay with wealthy white men going to jail for murdering vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable people in vulnerable populations. Mm-hmm. So now that... Now that's the end of all of the legal shit. Yes. Now we can finally get on to the, to the rest of the fuck shit. Oh, and there is. There is some. It's a mixture. It's a mixture of fuck shit. Um, so you know that rapper Benzino? Yes. Have you... I don't, he uh, is famous for beefing with uh, Eminem, and he was also the president of the Source magazine or something? Hmm. Was it the source? Or, no, it, so it, vibe? It, it, no, no, not vibe. I think it was the source. I think it was the source. Okay. Yeah. I honestly did not. I forgot about the beef with um, Eminem, um, but that would make sense as to why he and 50 Cent are not really cool. But 
Either way, uh, Benzino was being, it was rumored that he was dating a trans model, Shauna Brooks, um, which for him, like, would have been, she's like, she's gorgeous, so he would have, for him, if he was dating her, that would have been a, a step up on his part. Um, but it's now, like, he's been pushing back on the rumors, saying he's not dating her, and then there's been leaked video footage of them talking on the phone where he's like, you know, you can't, you don't know how this is going to look for me. Like, people are going to think I'm crazy. And, you know, I don't have any problem with the transgender, with with being with people who are transgender. But, like, I'm the one that's going to look like they're, like, I'm crazy. Like, I, oh, God, what do you say in the video? In the transphobia clip? and homophobia that oh, is rampant within the hip-hop community is so crazy to this day. Like, if... If he is dating this transsexual individual, like, it should be fine. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be, like, that big of a deal. But, of course, black masculinity is so fucking fragile. It's going to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to look crazy. No one looks crazy. People are people. If you want to date somebody, fucking date somebody, regardless of who the fuck they are. Like, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of fucking dating. Well, it's like is like being like, hey, this is the person that I'm with, and I and I want to be with this person. Now, I will say this: nothing. I won't say anything. I had a change of mind. I okay. realized that it was probably going to be a little bit. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. Sorry, sorry. I I, I saw some movement, and I forgot that there's a, a special guest over there <laughs> that uh is just. Been very still this entire time. She's sleeping. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I probably woke her up. But when you're talking about homophobia in the in the hip hop community, um, zoom in on Fifty Cent, who has been trolling Benzino on social media about this, as he trolls everybody over everything, and he posted a picture of Benzino and Young Buck, who you know used to be part of G Unit, and said, "This is this just in Benzino and Young Buck." Are currently in the studio recording. Who knows? Maybe they'll start dating. New power couple alert. Um, and then just other terrible homophobic, transphobic uh, messages that he was putting up about making fun of him about dating this woman. And it's just like, well, Fifty Cent turned turned ten already. Like, come on, <laughs> like, grow up. He's such an asshole. He's, he's a fucking troll. It's she, he's an asshole. Uh, Sean already said that she wasn't outing anybody or doing anything. She's just out here living her life. Just living her fucking life. Like I don't know what you want people to do. Not like they're do. Her and Benzino were in a movie together, um, and so he keeps trying to say that's why only reason we know each other. We never met. And it's like, do you like her? Just be with her. Who cares? It's the same thing when um, Eddie Winslow was allegedly tied. I think it might have also been to Shauna Brooks, and people were like having a, a breakdown. And then um, there have been a few like. Uh, oh, well, of course, you know, what's his name? Malik Yoba, mm-hmm. which is such a cringy. Yeah, I didn't even want to bring him up. Um, But it's still like it's weird to me that in these situations you have these men, regardless of of whether or not they are actively dating or not. But like either they're going the. Benzino route where it's like no never I can't or you go to the Malik Yoba route and they're just like yeah I love them and it's just like it's very weird weird fetishistic and there still feels like there's there's a latent um 
there's a latent transphobia and homophobia oh, in all of, of them. There's definitely like that that undercurrent of transphobia in it, man. Like that's not even a I don't even think it's a fucking undercurrent. I think that's just like the current. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're right. You're right. It's just it's just bullshit. Grow the fuck up and move on. Um and in other weird rumors, dating rumors, uh did you hear that one about ASAP Rocky and Rihanna? <sighs> yeah, this one hurts. Well, uh, some there's a uh, someone made a uh this writer, Louis or Louis Pisano, um claimed on Twitter that they had broken up and the reason they had broken up was because ASAP Rocky was cheating on Rihanna with uh, the Fenty shoe designer Amita, Amina Muadi, I hope I pronounced it right, um, and was alleging that there was also rumors like, oh, maybe she's also pregnant, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this was going, the, the Twitterverse was going crazy over this like for the last few days, but then she put out a post and she was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. We are nowhere near dating. We're nowhere near having sex. I'm not pregnant. Like just... Like leave people. It's the alone. instrumental, so don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like people are so obsessed with Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's relationship. Mm-hmm. They're so obsessed with Rihanna in general and always trying to find something to be like tea about her. Yeah. Um. But it's like leave this woman alone. She's literally creating a life. Yes. Yeah, she's gestating a human being inside of her home. Like, there's no need to make up these stupid rumors. And I'm sure that she's probably not even paying attention to them, really, because she's, she's fucking, Rihanna. She knows that this is going to happen. She's doing all sorts of, like, fucking actual business. She's a businesswoman. <laughs> she's she a has billionaire mogul. Billionaire fucking moves that she has to be focusing on. and st- Like, she, didn't, she don't have time to... To, you know, hear about potentially, like, like these fucking rumors. Although, I'm really hoping that they are just rumors. I'm, I mean, they have, the woman squashed them. If he's cheating with somebody, it's not her. Yeah. Like, if do I think he's not cheated on her before? I won't say that. I mean, it's ASAP Rocky. I couldn't tell you. New York dudes. Do He's from Harlem. Like, come on. Just he's saying, a pretty boy. There's a, there's a, there's a. String of New York dudes doing dirt. I mean, <laughs> this is true. We had Jay-Z and others. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to have No, smoke. no, no. I don't. Not. Uh, I have smoke later on, but that is. That is oh, 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 oh. Well, oh, okay. That's another segment. That's, yeah. Mm, mess I, is yeah, mess. Mess is mess. Um, But, oh, now we have. There's God bless this mess. God bless this mess. Um, but in non-messy news, um, music has been, there's some new music that's being added to um, the Library of Congress. Well, not necessarily new music, well, just classics. Yeah, right? just classics. Yeah. Just some, there's some new collections being added um, to the Library of Congress, including uh, the tri- A Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang Clan, um, Alicia Keys, Queen. Like, there's so many great artists that are doing that, so that's really awesome. And congratulations for having your hard work be um, be 
celebrated and lauded because y'all are really important and have done so much for music. Yeah. And uh, I especially like uh, the fact that it was a, a Trap Call Quest. They're one of my favorite acts of yeah. all time. Oh, Benita Applebaum, you gotta, gotta put, put me, me on. on. Rest in peace, Fife Dog. Rest in peace, Fife Dog. You know, he. Uh, uh, it, was, it was sucky that he passed away the same day as uh, Prince. He did pass away the same day as Prince, and it was completely overshadowed. It was really over... I mean... Because honestly, I can't. Every time I, I, I always have. To, I'm like, oh shit! I, I was just gonna say to you, like, uh, didn't one of them die recently? Mm-hmm. And yes, it was Five Dog. But yes, R.I.P. Five Dog. Your legacy is, you know, is secure. You made, you helped create so much beautiful music, mm-hmm. and you know, all of the members of Tribe Called Quest. Congratulations, and everybody else is being inducted. You know, salute to you because you worked hard, and this is your. Um, this is what you get for it. Yeah. Um, all right. So our last thing for weird, crazy, random news this week. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Elon Musk purchased, um, like, he is the majority stakeholder at Twitter? Yeah, this came up, uh, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was, like, last week. He, he they were, there was, to- like, he wanted to be on the board, or there were talks of being on the board, but they were, like, they, the people at Twitter were, like, nah. We don't want you on the board, and it was like that was squashed. Yeah, we want um, your money. We don't want you on the board. Exactly, like that was squashed. But then he's talking about trying to buy, um, buy Twitter for forty three billion dollars, um, and what? And so the the Twitter folk basically did something called a poison pill. Which um, reduced, they made like everyone was able to buy more stocks uh, of the stock, so it would be less likely that he could um, acquire the majority of shareholder votes. Mm-hmm. Which it would be helpful um, because the fears that I feel like a lot of us have um, about him buying Twitter is like, what is he going to do about hate speech? Because he's been a very big critic. Yes, he of has. the different bands. Yes, he has. And he's like, it needs to be a space for free speech. And I, you know, as a journalist, oh boy. and as a person who feels like, you know, we can, regardless of whether or not I believe your 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 um, mindset is valid, or if I think that it's violent or whatever like that, everybody is allowed to say whatever they want. But that doesn't mean you should be allowed to do it on a wide scale that's going to possibly harm more people. Because it's not like the people he's trying to, like, get unbanned are talking about, like, saving the whales. They're hateful. They're, and not to say they don't have other platforms. They they do. I forgot the name of that. that um, sorry. Ooh, I have hiccups. I'm I'll let you hear me. <laughs> I forgot the name. I used to say that all the time, like in my house with my uh, my family. We would just be like, "Ooh, I got the hiccups." Holla if you hear me. <laughs> That's very cute. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember the name of that social media platform that came out like after, like maybe 2018, 2019, when TikTok, Vine, MySpace. No, it was one for. People who were like alt writers. Ew, yeah, that's I right. The name of it, but it was a place where it was like you could say whatever you want. Basically, Trump Twitter. Exactly, um, and it's like I feel like there is a place for. Was it Fortune? 
No, because for well, 4chan was a big space for 4chan and Reddit had gotten heat because of the fact that there was a lot of that like craziness on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, all that um, alt right Pepe the Frog. Yes, bullshit. <laughs> and I I think like we don't need that on Twitter. We don't really need that anywhere. Those people are gonna find their voices anywhere. Yeah, but it's like Twitter is such a big platform that it's going to be easier for you to possibly like ensnare a teen or something because the People keep saying, like, oh, you know, it's fine. Gen Z, they're, you know, part of this generation where it's, everything's open and, and out in the open and, and no one's going to be hateful. But that's not true. No, you, hate, hate finds a way. It finds a way. You have a, you have a lot of these kids who are dealing with, they're dealing with all the same things that we're dealing with as grown-ups, living through a pandemic, having a recession, mm. possibly mental health crisis, family situations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Being bullied because teens are fucking assholes and yes, mean. Yes, they are. Very mean. And most people are not actually taking those people's um, problems, like, seriously, because it's just like, oh, I was, you know, bullied, so what does it matter? Is no. It, am I the only person who, like, gets on the train, and whenever I see, like, a herd of teenagers, I get a little scared? Not that they're going to, like... <laughs> Do anything bad to me, but that they're gonna make fun of my outfit. I mean, kids are hard. They're gonna be mean to me. So yes, I think that that is a fear a lot of people have. But I think that's like that's a just a breeding ground for people to possibly um, get tripped up in a a negative um, mental health situation and getting roped into these very terrible ideas. Because it's like yes, you cannot tell someone not to say something, but it's. Like, why would we want to possibly create more incels? Like, why? Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Um, so I'm hoping that that doesn't happen and that they can keep him off. Because if they don't, I'm sure Trump will be right back up there. Oh, my God. Because, you these, know, he's excited. These few years without oh, Trump so on Twitter have been so, so relieving great. and so, like, it's, it's uh, it feels like I've been able to breathe. You know, how come he's never got like a, a Finsta or a fin, t- fin Twitter? You know, he probably has like 12 of them and they're all probably saying the same thing. <laughs> Big Those are the bots. Yeah. That are coming into and commenting on your posts. As a side note, did you know um, that today, tonight is the verses with Mary Mary and BB and CC Winan? I did not. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It is Easter. It's Easter. Yeah. That's a good one. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. They're not going to be, be drunk. They're not going to be. I don't know. Which uh, which one is BB? BB oh, is I the boy, know. right? I don't know. I th- okay. I would say probably BB is the boy. <laughs> BB is the boy. Honestly, do you want to know for a long time? <laughs> I didn't know that they weren't, that BB and CC were not girls. I mean, I knew what that. Because I thought both, I like, I hear their music Aren't they a lot. Siblings? They're siblings. I thought they were sisters. I. For a long time. Did you get them mixed up with Mary Mary? Yeah, I just always thought, like, I knew Mary Mary were girls. Yeah. And so I thought BB and Cece were girls, too. And then I'm, like, and then I'm like looking at pictures and be like, oh, shit, I didn't realize these were siblings. Because also the names BB and Cece, I've never heard, like, those are not, like, traditional boy or girl, boy names. Um, so it's. Which one of them has the song Shackles on My Feet? That's Mary Mary. Mary. Okay. Shackles, Shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise him. I just want to praise him. Shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise him. 
I just want to praise him. I did, uh, yeah, for a long time I didn't realize that BB and CC were uh, siblings. I thought they were like a married couple. Uh, yeah, when, then I remember thinking like, oh, they were married afterwards yeah. and being like, oh, wait, no, they're siblings. But either way, they're going to mash it up, mash up the place. It's going to be very good. And you know what? Good on Mary Mary and BB and CC for existing as long as they have within the gospel community and not having any sort of like drama or like... You know, bullshit come there was out some about drama them. With Mary Mary. I feel like oh, remember well, the TV show. There was some there was some colorism issues. There yeah, was oh, some okay. possible homophobia. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean when but I. But they say, weren't doing what's her name? Like what's I, that? What's the gospel singer's name who was talking about gay people? Oh man! And everyone says she's closeted. I'm gonna have. To, I can't remember her name now. But I I don't like. Uh, she's beautiful voice, mm-hmm. but. Also very homophobic. She I I could count on my hands the number of gospel acts. That's BB, Cece, Mary Mary, Kirk Franklin, Yolanda, uh, Adams. Yolanda Adams, Teddy, not Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> um, who does the never would have made it without you? That's, That's my mom's has favorite a, song. Is has that Hezekiah Walker? Walker? Um, who was on Kirk Franklin? Wait, who did the verses? Who did the Kirk Franklin verse? I, what is, was that Her- Hezekiah Walker? No, I don't think it was Hezekiah Walker. Because him, I, Fred Hammond. Because I, I listened Fred to, Hammond. I listened to Fred Hammond a lot. Because him, his old nineties, the nineties gospels when he was putting in the like that R and B. Can I tell you something very embarrassing? What? For the longest time, I thought that one. Uh, I think it's a Lucifer Vandross song was a gospel song. Which one? Turn out the lights to the sun. So, is that even Luther Vandross? I don't know what. But no, my is. my stepdad would play that song all the fucking time on like Sundays, and I was just like, oh, okay, maybe it's a fucking uh, a gospel uh, song because I never uh, listened to like the lyrics. That's it Teddy Pan. Wait, wait, turn off the lights and light a candle. No, not turn off the lights, light a candle. It's it's um, kissing you. I think maybe it's called. It might be called kissing you. Hold on. I'm not finding anything with Luther Vandross about turn off the lights. The only thing I'm getting is is um Teddy Pettigrass. That's baby making music. Teddy Pettigrass, if they don't have um my boo Travante Rhodes play Teddy Pettigrass in a movie, I'm going to rebel. Cause nobody else could play him. Travante Rhodes Perfect, perfect, perfect casting. Oh, my God. And a perfect seat. I swear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see, I see how we're feeling when the table's out. <laughs> table's out, bagel's out, I see. <laughs> see how that, that works. <sighs> All right. What were you going to say? No, uh, I couldn't find it. I was just going to say that, like, that uh, I really love that one Luther Vandross song, Can I Take You Out Tonight. It's just so fucking oh, wholesome. I love that song. Just yeah. like, excuse me, miss, what's your name and where you're from? And can I call? And basically, can I, I take, take you out tonight? Did that come out when we were in high school? Uh, I believe so. Because I feel like I remember the video and being like, this is very unrealistic that this person and Luther Vandross would be dating. Is that because of He's the rumors of him being a homosexual? Okay. Um, or is it just because of how corny the pickup line was? Uh, probably both. Just imagine, like somebody come up to you off the street, like, "Excuse me, miss, what's your name? <laughs> Where are you from? And can I call? And basically, can I take you out?" 
I'm trying to find out who the woman was in this video because I cannot remember now. Um, but you know what? I missed Luther Vandross. He was such a like staple in our childhood. Yes, he was. Do you think? Do you have any thoughts about Big Luther versus Little Luther? Uh, no, because uh, all Luthers had soul. You know what I mean? Like all Luthers Garcel Beauvoir. That's the name of the person who sings the song. Yeah, the one from you know. Oh, from the music fr- fancy video. Fancy, fancy. I know. Uh, fancy from Jamie Fox. I yeah. I knew that was uh, who it was in the music video. Yeah, I just music video was beautiful. I just don't feel like maybe now that I'm watching it as a as a grown up, I'm like, all right, this is this is not. I guess because I felt like he was so much older than her. Yes. And I was like, hmm. But then also, I but, thought he was gay, so. Yeah, but it, I mean, like, the age thing is not that much. I mean, I, yeah. I I know people who are in their 60s who talk to people who are in their 30s and 20s, so. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and Luther was, like, what, in his 40s? Mm. During uh That was this, 11 years ago, I think, right? 13. Uh, So he probably was in his, like, Forty, mid forties, fifties. Two thousand eight. Wow. Oh, we were nineteen. Yeah. Wow. Was he? When did he die? Uh, I'm not sure, but that's uh, or, or you know what? Maybe that's just when this was uploaded. Maybe yeah. Um. Well, that's it for the. Oh well, actually no. Well, we have one more thing to talk about. But do you think we should talk about it now, or we think we should just do it after? I think we should do it after. Okay, so stay tuned to hear about the possible. About this fucking mess nonsense that is. The ultimatum. The ultimatum. We might as well do fucking the ultimatum and love is blind. Not love is blind. Uh, Yeah, love is blind at the same time. All right, all right. Well, listen in. We have thoughts. Yes. Um, But we will BRB. Yes, we will Um, be right back with more of the Black and Snurdy podcast. Bye. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy podcast. I walked along the avenue. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd meet a girl like you. Meet a girl like you. Mm-hmm. With almond hair and tawny eyes. The kind of eyes that hypnotize me through. Hypnotize me through. And I ran, I ran so far away, I just ran, I ran all night and day, and couldn't get away. A cloud appears above your head, a beam of light comes shining down on you, shining down on you, the cloud is moving nearer still, aurora borealis comes in view, aurora comes in through, and I ran, I ran so far away. I just ran. I ran all night and day. Couldn't get away. Okay. I'm wearing a very. Imagine me wearing a very, a hot pink, '80s power suit, with a huge 
gold chain. Now imagine me wearing the shortest shorts you possibly could imagine, <laughs> wearing roller skates, those sort of like uh, four wheel roller skates, mm-hmm. and the biggest headphones that are just like <laughs> on my head that has like TV antennas on mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. and I'm just going right down the street, mm-hmm. just just bopping. And I'm standing to the there song. like singing. I'm singing while you're you're rolling. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm in the background and you're just you're cruising down the street and I'm just you know doing the Carlton dance. Yeah. As the song is going. As the song is going while you are standing next to like the biggest gigantic jukebox you could possibly <laughs> not jukebox, uh, uh boombox yes. that you could possibly have. Yes. That takes like 12 D cell batteries. Yep. Yep. I'm here for that. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, speaking of being here for that, it is, uh, well, one, we're back with more of the Black and Snurdy podcast. Uh, and it is now time, do, 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 if I could get over here, to talk about our mental health escapades. <laughs> this is the section where we talk about our mental health journeys, uh, both Odie and I are uh, advocates, not experts, when it comes to mental health and self-care. We firmly believe in it, and we are lucky enough to be in positions where we can, you know, seek therapy, seek medication, like talk to people, have a really strong support system, and this Mm -hmm. is our, our way of catching up with each other and being accountable. So, let me ask you, how is everything going on your end this week? Um, I think things have been... Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been super depressed, so that's great. I told my therapist I feel like I'm on like a, I'm on the scale of one to ten. I'm probably a generally at like a three mm-hmm. of depression. Um, and we were talking about ten how, is the highest, right? Yeah, okay. like ten is the highest. Three is the normal state of depression, and I think that like when I get to when I actively notice it, it's because it's at like maybe. Like a six or a seven. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I've never been like, well, I, if I've been at like a 10 or a nine or a 10, it's been very few and far between, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and I know it's also hard for you to sometimes notice when you're actually like in the actual depression. Yeah. So like at times it could just fly over your head like, and then you look back on it and you're just like, oh, you know, I was, I was depressed during that time. I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, that's why I was so sad and moody and everything was going wrong inside my head and there were storm clouds all over the place. Exactly. Yes. Um, and we were talking about how some of that, how like this low grade constant depression I have, <clears throat> you know, is kind of associated with ADHD and not necessarily because like my ADHD, my ADHD is not causing the depression. Um, but we talk a lot about how a lot of the issues I have with my ADHD, it's more about how I'm being impacted by it by the people around me mm-hmm. versus the actual stresses of having ADHD. Mm-hmm. Because, like, forgetting things is obnoxious. Yes, it, um, yes, it, yes, it is. It's obnoxious. It, it's, stress, it's like when I'm, if I'm going on a trip or something or I'm go, just going to do something regularly throughout the day and, like, you know, yesterday when I forgot my, my shoes, it's like... That's obnoxious because it's adding more time into what I, like, it's throwing off my time. And I can't, well, maybe not completing the thing when I wanted to complete it. But that's not what is creating um, the anxiety and also depression. It's like 
the way people react to those things um, and just like have always reacted to me, especially being uh, someone who's very smart and, you know, quote unquote accomplished. And even though I hate this term, uh, high functioning, Mm -hmm. because when you're someone who people can see, oh, you are doing all these great things really well. You're, you're testing really high on your, on your, you know, testing scores. You're gifted. Like they're completely ignoring they don't look at your, um, at your, what is the word? Maybe they don't look at things that you're bad at or what you, or things that you might be inconsistent with as like you're inconsistent with this because it's just truly something difficult for you. It's looking at as, oh, you're not doing that because you're lazy. You're not doing that because you're just not trying. You don't want to. When those things could be the furthest from the truth. Because I'm an, I'm a very hard worker. I I work too hard a lot of times, mm-hmm. um, and too long. But it's like, it's not that I don't have. Uh, I'm not. I don't have any attention. So that my attention is being focused elsewhere. Elsewhere, and I don't even necessarily realize all the time that like I should have diverted that attention to something else, or even possibly do that. Like the amount of times I'm reading something. And, you know, I get all the way down to the page and I honestly don't remember what I was reading. Yeah. I have to go right back up there and be like, oh, shit, what is this? Or like you go into a room and you're uh, you knew you forget what you even wanted to go into that room for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if maybe I have a touch of ADHD. Or There's some a lot kind of comorbid- like, comorbidities. Way too often. I'll just like I'll go into the bathroom, forget what I was supposed to be doing, get sidetracked. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I have to pee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And people think that, like, you're being weird. Um, I think it's especially when you're just someone that people think is, like, smart and and charismatic and can do whatever um, and and is really great in doing things for other people. Like, I could, like, I remember in college, one of my professors would be like, why can you always get all this good information for everybody else's stories and all these ideas for everyone else's stories but not your own? And it's like it wasn't until becoming an adult and joining all these different like ADHD um, groups where it's like that's something that a lot of us struggle with. You ask me what my favorite things are, and I will probably not be able to tell you in the moment. It's like these I can only I only remember some things like when it's sparked in conversation, which is partially I feel like one reason I love talking so much because sometimes I can't remember like oh like. Obviously, someone says, what's my favorite book? I'm going to be like, oh, Harry Potter. But that's just something that's like a mainstay that I know that I loved all the time. But there are plenty of other books that I really, really enjoy outside of Harry Potter. But I couldn't tell you that unless it's something that sparks in my mind that I'm like, oh, shit, yes, I did just read The Gilded Ones. That was a really great book that I really enjoyed because it's, I, it's, I have so much information in my repository that it's hard to always tap into it when I want it and also need it. Um, and then just all the other things like, you know, being forgetful is not, is not a, a characteristic people like when you're working and not being able to finish things in a certain amount of time, like is, it's causes me anxiety, especially being in a very front facing, uh, fast paced environment. But it's like, I was telling my therapist, <clears throat> cause she was like, well, what things do you think would, help you um, not feel sometimes so stressed like at work. 
And I was like, well, if I worked as like, you know, a janitor... That and not and I'm, this is no shade to janitors and like that. It's just like. But if you had a job where like it was more so like physical, where and I'm not thinking about anything, yeah, I don't have to keep just turn, up with anything. I'm you just, could just doing turn a checklist. Your brain off and just like, like do a task, do a physical task, check that off. Do another physical task, check that off, and so on and so. Forth. Exactly. Like there's no, um, there's no like upkeep that I have to do. But then like even then, although I, when you think about it, if I was a janitor, I probably have to be like. Unless there's someone, like, checking the steam pipes, would I have to remember to do that? So then who knows if there's a job that I could do that is really kind of stress-free. But those type of jobs, like, I've done them before. I've been a janitor before. I've been I've worked in retail before. I've been a cook before. Like, I've done all those different things, and I, and I hated them because I, the jobs, I am in the career that I want to be in, I enjoy talking to people and speaking about things and learning new things. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks that because we live in such a very ableist society where it's like if you're not able to crank out everything in, in this amount of time, it automatically makes you like this kind of pariah or you know, you're not hardworking, you're not diligent, or you're not deserving. When in reality it's like maybe we're just asking people to do too much mm-hmm. all the time because at the end of the day, I'm still getting my work done. I'm still doing all these things, but it's so much harder for me to do that compared to maybe a neurotypical person. And my therapist was like, you know, I should give myself some kudos and a, and a break because of the fact that like for majority of my life, I've been unmedicated and you know, I never dropped out of school. Um, I never, I've been fired, you know, two times out of in my whole career. Um, I've not, it's not like I'm constantly like jumping from job to job, but it's like, I feel like just ADHD is, is stressful, not just with work, like, but in, in all of my relationships, it somehow figures a way to create unease or stress or difficulty, which is something that I recognize causes me to like push people away on top of the other things that I might be dealing with, like trauma wise, um, which I've been also dealing with my therapist with, is that like I am constantly pushing people away from me and like trying to, uh, uh, what is the word? distance myself Mm -hmm. from uh, relationships with heavy emotions, um, which which then backfires, and I'm uh, internally annoyed or sad about it, but it's sometimes, it's, I feel like the only way that I know how to do that, which, you know, of course, I'm, I'm, now that it is being made aware of to me, and I'm realizing that's something that I've been doing. Like I'm, I'm working with her or both of them, and figuring out ways to not do that. Um, but it's just very stressful to not be able to like feel like I can trust my own mind or my own thoughts, and just like the the I feel exhausted by my constant um, feelings of doubt and like. 
Am I even making the right decision? Am I saying the wrong thing? Like, I'm extremely socially awkward, and I don't think anyone really could know that or recognize that. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you spend so much of your life, when people, you know, people are like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Um, why, like, why, why, why? And it's like, well, what am I doing wrong? Because I didn't realize it. And like, when I always make that joke that, like, my... Um, <clears throat> my memoirs are going to be titled "That's Inappropriate, Odie." Like because people will tell me things are inappropriate, and I'm like, I le- I legitimately didn't know that. Yeah. If I did, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Like like I'm not trying to be inappropriate. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be mean or angry or any of those things. Like, but I sometimes I'd be trying, but that's just me. That's just me. Like I'm, I mean, only th- I'm a scamp. There are times when I'm trying to be inappropriate, but I feel like those are times when I know that it's okay. Like, that it's okay. You know, like, to be you inappropriate. read the room, but, like, sometimes it just, it comes out, and, you know, you didn't, uh, you honestly, to God, did not know that that was, like, something rude or inappropriate to say or do. Exactly. At that moment, and then it's just, like, this weird sort of embarrassing thing for you, Yeah, and then you, people you know? are tweeting out about you being a terrible person, and you're like, oh. Okay. You know? It just, there's this different thing, there's... The, there are just things that are that happen that I I don't realize are happening, or ways that I try to protect myself, which I don't realize in the moment are actually causing like are more self sabotage than being safe. Mm-hmm. But I think that I I have a difficulty with emotions, especially big emotions. Yes. Um. Which is interesting because I feel like my I'm okay with like being happy, <laughs> like that's probably yeah. But it's the <laughs> negative emotions that like you have some difficulty traversing. But I think that's not just it's not just negative. It's just any like big emotions. Like being happy is probably the one thing that I can understand and that I can like work within. Yeah, that's because it's like a normal state of being. Like it's 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 as part of like you you and your emotion of happiness has become less of, like, an expression of joy and more of just, like, a daily routine as much as wiping your ass or brushing your teeth. Like, you don't really think about it because it's just, it's just, that's what it is, you know? And every other emotion makes me very uncomfortable. Exactly. When it's, like, all emotions should be, like something that's worthy of being like explored not just because you know not just the routine emotions like if anything like there i wish there was an emotion for just like feeling fine you know what i mean not yes. not happy not joy but oh yeah content yeah my therapist says i'm content. no longer allowed to say i'm fine <laughs> yes <laughs> i fucking agree because how many times have we had a conversation like how is therapy oh okay oh i should have brought this thing up at therapy i should have brought this thing up at therapy how many times did that happen write some stuff that, i'm gonna get you a journal i'm gonna get you a journal of some it's kind it's just that i think that Growing up the way that I grew up and not, and I feel like my family, they talk about, my mom is a super big talker. It's not like they don't talk about emotions, but I feel like because as a little kid, my emotions were always really big Yeah, that I, and I knew that like, you know, expressing, I knew that certain things would cause adverse effects. Yeah. Like if I expressed like I liked someone or I, lo- I loved someone like in a uh, like a 
romantic sense, yes. that that could come with a lot of uh, scrutiny or, like, teasing or things like that. So that's just something that I, like, I feel like I learned by middle school to not be, like, not express that because it's when you tell somebody you like them and then you're being also called, like, like, ew, she likes you, that's weird, or, like, not Odie, like, there's just those things. There's a lot of past trauma that you have to work out uh, yes. that are tied to these uh, big emotions that you yes. used to feel. Because it, it seems as though, like, at a certain point, you realize that big emotions get you in trouble, so the, 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 the f- happiness became your content, yeah, and then nobody asks you if you're if you look happy, even if you're not happy on the inside. But if you're like generally jovial and joking, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna ask you any questions. You know what? And we need to start asking questions when people are too fucking happy. <laughs> we need to start bringing that up. Like, hey, what's going on with you? As opposed to just like if you look sad, just like is everything okay or what's wrong? No, we need to do that for the motherfuckers who are always smiling and cheesing at motherfuckers all the all the goddamn day. We need to. <laughs> Start asking the big questions like, hey, everything is is everything really fine with you today? Is that because you because you got a pep in your step? And I'm just wondering if that's not a mask that you're (laughs) using to hide some tragedy. Well, I have a lot. That's just me. I have lots of masks. Yes, you do. I feel like, you know, I feel like I didn't realize the many masks that I was wearing. But like ADHD causes you to mask a lot. Because if you were being honest, people would probably get annoyed or will be like, oh, I can't deal with this or, or tell uncomfortable. you uncomfortable yeah. or tell you that, like, they can't really help you. Like, honestly, I don't really feel like I don't feel like when I talk to people about how I'm feeling uh, that I could ever truly articulate how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So... It's just, like, I'd much rather not talk about it. Um, Like, unless I'm, like, angry about something. You know, I can do happy and I can do angry. But the in-between, those things are harder for me to talk about. um, Mostly because I feel like a lot of times, you know, I because I'm, like, overthinking every interaction, that I have a difficulty. If somebody does something that I don't like. Mm Mm-hmm. I may not be able to be like, oh, I didn't like that in that moment because I'm worried that if I if I'm telling someone something I don't like, then I'm it's like criticizing. And I, there are a lot of things that I generally don't like throughout, like that people do, and I won't tell them, and it'll just like fester and fester and fester because it's like a small thing. I won't ever say it, and then I'll just like figure out a way to put up a distance between between the two of us. And even those could be people who are, like, my bestest friends. So it's like it, they may not even ever known that I had put up distance between us or, you know, <clears throat> just, like, stop talking to somebody or just break up with someone or, like, like I don't – it it's, gets harder for me to um, bring those things up after the fact. So then I just don't, and I will just suffer in silence, which, again, I've been – I'm now noticing that, and I'm working on it with my therapist to not do that anymore. Yes. Uh, because. Which is good. That is something that is causing me more harm and sabotaging my relationships 
in ways I didn't, well, not to say I didn't realize they were, well, I guess I, at the time didn't realize I was sabotaging them until like, now I'm like, oh yes, um, I could have spoken up or I could have used my voice um, and not been afraid of possible confrontation or uncomfortability or whatever because at the end of the day, like in relationships, you, all of our relationships, regardless of who the person is, if you tell someone something, they don't like it, then it's like they don't like it and then you just, maybe you're having a moment of uncomfortability and then it moves past. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be what I always feel like is going to be like if I tell this person something that I don't like or they're doing something that I don't like, it's going to turn into them like disliking me or thinking that I'm being you know, overdramatic or oversensitive or whatever the case may be. Um, because like I know I don't want a lot of critique or I don't like being critiqued a lot. So I don't want to put someone else in that position of feeling like I'm constantly critiquing them. But I think now I'm realizing that like we are look. I mean, I always knew that we're always learning how to be with one another. But I think that if you don't allow people to show up for you um, in a way like if you don't allow people the chance to show up for you, they will not. They won't. And so your relationships will be um, superficial and you'll be watching your, you'll be watching people have these deep connections that you want to have with them, with other people. Yes. So that is my long tangent for today. And hey, there's nothing wrong with expressing yourself. Okay, it's not a tangent. It is you having an honest conversation with a dear friend about how you are feeling this week and what you experienced and how and and that we should know and I'm being serious I know you're looking at me and I'm just like it should be normalized I this is me and my effort to normalize these types of discussions okay like we've been doing this shit for about a year now like well over a year at this point I I want to make it clear that this is a safe space that you are safe, you are not judged during this segment. You <laughs> that <laughs> during this segment, during very specific, specifically during <laughs> at the at the top of the podcast. That's one thing. <laughs> Making sure that you remember these damn cards and these questions, but. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, this is a this is a this is a really normal conversation, and I want you to feel like this is uh, uh, a comfortable like space to feel. I want you to feel comfortable expressing yourself. I currently feel like I want to barf. Of course yeah. you do. You always do when you talk about these <clears throat> kind of things. But hopefully, in time, that will go away. I'm, Lord knows, I like I it, I say this all the time, and I mean this all the time. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It is a process. And you know how much I hate that word process after the fucking <laughs> ultimatum. Okay? Yes. Yeah. So. Well, just, thank you very much for being my safe space. You're very welcome. And I hope that I too can be yours. And as I say that, tell me, how are you doing this week? Uh. I was doing fine this week. As a matter of fact, I, I'm going to say that I still am doing fine on a uh, mental health uh, sort of kick. Uh, there were a few times this week where I forgot to take my medication. 
And uh, I think my psychiatrist appointment is coming up really soon. So, so as far as like um, getting my prescription made uh, or prescription re-upped, like I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my therapy session is this coming week because we decided that we're going to meet, uh, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I just got a little ZocDoc reminder that was just like, Hey, Ooh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry about that. That was weird. Uh, I got a little ZocDoc reminder of just like, uh, Hey, you, uh, had a meeting with Dr. Letitia. How did it go? And what? You know, her name is Letitia? Yeah. That's the name, blackest name. That is the blackest name. That should, that should, that should let you know who I'm going to and what I'm getting out of it. And I will say, this is one of the first times where I actually went in and raided the doctor. Oh, that's great. So, like, I gave her a very high, very uh And this was only over the first rating. meeting, so that's really great. Yeah, like, I get really good vibes for her, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, but, yeah, nothing really too taxing this week on my, my health. Uh, just You're blue, are you feeling like as you're... I feel like I you haven't, haven't had a blue period in quite had, some time. I haven't had a blue period in, in a while, which is good. I'm 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 wondering if it's a it's a combination of the medication and just the I was I forget who I was talking to about this uh, recently, but I but I find that there are not a lot of uh, ups and downs in my life right now. Like everything is pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, work is consistent. Uh, there's not like really a lot of drama on that end. Ex- you know, the occasional project that Do you gets feel uh, like landed from on my home has lap. Helped? I believe so. And now having a new apartment, so you're like by yourself. You have all yes, like around. the combination of a new apartment, the combination of me being supported to go outside i know that i have someone in my corner who constantly is like let's go outside let's get you some fresh air get some vitamin d in your ass like (laughs) and uh, (laughs) i was trying to be in a (laughs) you set me up yeah i did i i really did i'm the one who uh mentioned that uh Okay, can we continue now? So, uh, but yeah, that's been my week. My week has been just uh, pretty chill. Uh, nothing really new to report. I'll be meeting with Dr. Letitia on um, Wednesday, and I look, oh boy, I have a lot to report to her about, <laughs> which I'll get into in a little bit. Is that the one you meant to do? Yeah. Yeah, doctor. You, you know what? Yeah, shout out to Doctor Letitia. She's fucking amazing. If you find her on Zocdoc and if you have Etna, because <laughs> that's the only one that she takes. Also, shout out to Doctor Fallins and Doctor Vickers. We love all you black women therapists and psychiatrists. Black la- black women therapists. Black <laughs> black women therapy. Oh, black speak, women therapy. Side note: uh, the Black Lady Sketch Show has come back. Oh yeah, uh, you know I have to catch. I have to rewatch the first season because I, I have to I rewatch the second season. I don't remember. Wait, it's on its third season. Yeah, it's on its third season. I have to catch up. Hard body then. Oh boy, uh, maybe we'll watch an episode after Whoop. this. But yeah, shout out to shout out to our doctors. But uh, boy, oh boy. Things haven't all been glitz and glamorous <laughs> or contentment. Glamorous. So glamorous, let glamorous. us slide down the hallway into the segment where we talk about the things that are pissing us off, getting under our skin. It's time for We Gripe Here. Bring it. What? 
be griping. We're not griping anywhere else. We be griping. This safe space for us to share. We griping. We ain't griping anywhere else. We griping. Uh, uh, uh. Now, do you want to start or should I? Nah, you go first. Okay, well. <sighs> <laughs> Odochi, you know it's that time of year where the seasons are changing, the days are longer. The days are longer when it when it's uh, daylight savings time in the springtime, right? Yes. Yes, the days are longer. The sun is shining brightly outdoors. People are starting to go back into the bars and on the streets and restaurants, like the city is opening back up. And we outside. Wet, and, and yeah, people are outside in the sun. But you know what comes when there's people on the outside and there's people just out and about and the seasons change? Mess. Mess. Not just mess. Fuckboy shit. I just have one thing to say to any potential fuckboys and the sad thing is, I can't even say you know who you are because fuckboys and sociopaths goes fucking side by side because a fucking sociopath doesn't know that they're a fucking sociopath. That's true. It's the psychopaths that know that they're psychopaths, right? And the sociopaths don't. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, either way. Look I, it up. I, yeah, I'll look it up later. But either way, fuckboys don't even know that they're fuckboys. Fuckboys <laughs> don't know... That what they're doing is wrong. Or they know that they're doing wrong because they're doing it in secret. Mm, they're moving mm -hmm. in silence. Yes. They're keeping things on the low, not being comfortable with themselves. Dude, plural, fuckboys, it's time to grow the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Like, this shit that you're doing, the dirt that you're doing out here in these streets, it's not fun. It's not funny. It's hurting people. It's not serving anybody but yourself. And quite frankly, as we get older, like it becomes more and more evident that there is a maturity issue mm -hmm. where you're playing these fucking games mm -hmm. and not taking accountability not taking uh, responsibility and just ruining lives left and right, leaving lives in your wake that are just like damaged and broken. And all for what? To get a fucking quick nut in? To get some sort of jollies off <laughs> of like feeling like you're, you're, you're pulling the wool over somebody, having your cake and eating it too? Well, I think you should be able to have your cake and eat it too, but you can't eat all the cake. You can't have all the fucking cake guys you have to let you eat your cake have have your own fucking cake if you if you wanted to fucking have cake and <laughs> eat it too fucking own a goddamn bakery i think that you know um we're not gonna we're not gonna say the situation i'm not i'm I, but there is i think that people should just be mindful like we on a good day we live in a very small world. We're yes. only six degrees from, from Kevin Bacon, right? Yes. Uh, is it six or seven degrees? No, six. I think it's, yeah, six degrees is of Kevin Bacon, yes. So you have, to, you have to know that whatever you say to someone about someone else can always, or 
Yeah, whatever you say to someone about someone else always has the potential of getting back to them. It's Easter Sunday. You and this is the appropriate time for me to bust out a, a gospel quote. Uh-huh. That what is done in the dark always comes out in the light. And and if you're moving around, moving moving dirty. If you're moving dirty and trying to play secrets, you better believe that those secrets tend to come out in the light. Yeah. Now, I myself am not doing anything about any type of situation that I may or may not be involved in. First off, let me just tell you, I'm not a fuckboy. I used to be a fuckboy. That's why I know these fuckboy games. <laughs> I, 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 I have a t-shirt that says I'm a retired fuckboy. I'm a retired fuckboy. It is not in my wheelhouse anymore. But because I used to be a fuckboy, I know all these fuckboy behaviors. I just want... Everyone to remember that your actions have consequences and you can't, you know, quit playing games with people's hearts, especially if you know that this person, that the people you're playing games with may not be able, have had a hard time in the past regarding your relationship and just in general, like just leave people alone. I have to be extremely careful with what I say. And I am going to be extremely careful with what I say because I it is it is it is not for me to say. Yeah. In detail. But what I will say is this. Fuckboys of America, of the world, if you're listening. If you find yourself in a position where you are either unhappy or unsatisfied you can go to a therapist mm-hmm. you can seek mental health you can exercise you can take supplements do mm-hmm. all the things that we say at the end of this podcast drink water take your meds you could take your meds and your subs all of those things you can do because when you do the fuckboy shit, it's not, it has an effect on other people. Mm-hmm. There are other people outside of just you who have to deal with your fuckboy antics. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be a coworker. It could be any number of people who are in your sphere who have to then deal with your bullshit. Yeah. And it's not right. It's not fair. So take fucking accountability, be transparent, and deal with your shit on your own, like men or like people. I'm not doing that masculine bullshit nonsense. Like a grown up. Like like a grown like a grown up. Grow the fuck up. Grow up. That's the crux of everything that I'm saying right now. Grow the fuck up. We are too fucking old to be dealing with bullshit and having other people deal with bullshit. It is too old. I'm in my Jesus year. (laughs) I am... Too old. Jesus was too old to be dealing with fuck shit, and so am I. And so are all of us. 
We are too old to be dealing with fuck shit. So leave the fuck shit at the door. Go get some fucking help and and deal with it yourself. Because if you don't, people are going to get hurt. And then you're going to look like fucking boo-boo the goddamn fool. Because mm-hmm. the only people who end up looking bad are the fuck boys. This is true. Like, at the end of the day, the people that you hurt, they heal. Time heals all wounds. But at the end of the day, the only people who totally look bad, who look fucking monstrous, who look silly and stupid and get the worst uh, represent- representation, uh, the worst reputations are the fuckboys themselves. Yes. So, fuckboys, get your shit together, grow the fuck up, go to goddamn therapy, do some fucking crunches, and leave <laughs> people the fuck alone. I concur. Irony. Um, is that Irony. it? Is that all the things that were grinding you this week? I also just think that. Okay. I. This is less about. This is less about my father. Because I love my father. I hope that he gets well. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not even really a gripe. I hope he gets well. He's currently recovering from <laughs> from eye surgery. Mm-hmm. I hope he's doing okay. This is more of a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Dad, I love you. It's okay to take some time to rest. Yes. It's okay to just chill. Yes. You know, like you can't make everything, you can't do everything. Sometimes you just got to take the time off and get well soon. Yeah. It's uh, it's okay. It's okay to just chillax for a little bit. Chillax in the cut. Chillax in the cut. See, that's not even a gripe. That's more of a suggestion. Also, I don't think... That whoever designed dogs <laughs> to have the smelliest farts in the world, <laughs> like, you need to be put on blast. <laughs> and it's always the small dogs with the worst farts. Yeah. So, whoever you are out there, you know, intelligent design or what have you, let's fucking work on that work on making our dogs farts not smell so terrible and vomit inducing <laughs> vomit inducing. yes this dog farted and i was just like Ugh, i almost fucking wretched <laughs> don't let him co- talk to you like that cookie well that's everything that is uh on my gripe list gripe list yes um so what is gripes what are the what's Wesley gripes with you? Oh God. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, snipes. I, it's I, a playoff. I of thought snipes. you were talking about the pipes. I know. That's why I'm clarifying. <laughs> it's based off of snipes. Okay. Well, Wesley gripes is like Wesley snipes, okay. not fucking. <laughs> you never know with you. You never know. You have to. <laughs> 
You have to confirm. Get it all in there. Okay. Get it all in there, what? motherfucker. This is this is going to this is a terrible. Se- I I don't even think I need to figure out another gripe to put in before this gripe because I don't think this is appropriate. The, not not a good segue. Not a. You know what? Here, let me let me uh. <laughs> That should be a palate cleanser. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, so you know that I am an abolitionist. Yes, you, you are. Probably said that. Take a shot whenever. Take I a time. shot whenever I say you say. The reason why I didn't say take a shot early was because I technically brought it up. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you definitely. If you're keeping count, take a shot. <laughs> she said the the thing. Um. So, the. And also take a shot whenever she giggles with a little snort. <laughs> Don't tell people to do that. Yes, they do. Yes, take a shot because it's it's a it's a fun little giggle. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know that like abolition is like anti prisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, finding finding ways of restorative justice. They're not just kind of throwing away the people in our in our communities that do wrong, um, and figure out a way to uh, rehab actually rehabilitate them uh, versus just throwing them in a cage. Mm-hmm. And that also extends to the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I feel like there there are very few things that could should equate to the death penalty, um, but especially something like a, a singular death. I don't know if I could ever be like, yeah, you should totally kill someone after they they murdered one person because yeah. it's like that just seems like you're doing like an eye for an eye, which is uh, sure if you're doing Old Testament. Uh, but we're not in the Old Testament. We are current in modern times, and we should figure out ways to help rehabilitate people, even if that doesn't mean they're going back into society necessarily. But I don't think you should be killed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, hence is the case with a South Carolina inmate, Richard Bernard Moore, um, who's 57 and was convicted in 1999 of a murder of a convenience store clerk. Mm-hmm. He's actually going to be uh, set to be executed at the end of this month on April 29th. And in uh, the worst, sickest, uh, to me, evilest things in the world, South Carolina, because they recently um, reinstated the death penalty, they had him choose between a firing squad, which they re- also just uh, recently reinstated, and lethal in- or was it lethal injection. Um, sorry, that's not sorry. Uh, the. Uh the, I'm not laughing at lethal injection. Sorry, it wasn't lethal injection. It was electric chair. It they were trying a, to make oh, him okay, choose between. Okay, okay, Um And there really wasn't... He, he couldn't get lethal injection because they didn't have any of the necessary drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were going to try to execute him during like the height of the pandemic, but there was enough... Um, they got a stay for execution in 2020 because um, his attorney said that they were trying to carry out his execution under a veil of secrecy amidst a global pandemic. Um and, like, this is, okay, well, this is what he said about um, <clears throat> the methods. He said, I believe this election is, is forcing me to choose between two unconstitutional methods of execution, and I do not intend to waive any challenges to electrocution or firing squad made by an election. Um, and I just feel like this man has been in jail since 1999. Why, can't, if he, if what he did was so horrendous, why not just let him carry out his life in jail, and you know die there? Mm-hmm. Because it's not like being in jail is a freaking cakewalk. It's a terrible 
you're away from your family, yeah. your community, and you're also being mistreated by the guards and the and the fellow inmates. Um, and it's just the fact that you have to, you're both to me traumatizing. Uh, it's traumatizing to the family, and also you're traumatizing these guards. So you have to pick vo- you have to pick volunteers who are gonna shoot a man in the heart. Like that sounds pretty crazy to me. Like not to say that these firing squads are not new. They've been around for a while. Um, that was the main way of executing people for quite some time. Um, but the fact that this man had to choose his death is just really crazy to me. It's like some sort of saw level. Um, uh, evil <clears throat> and I just think that that's fucked up that South Carolina or anywhere in the United States that that would be happening and we're always looking at all these other countries and talking about how inhumane they are but to me this is exa- this is just as inhumane um, as anything else so um, I just hope that his family is getting whatever necessary support that they need Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, who knows at the last ditch effort of staying his execution, maybe he'll get um, an appeal between now and then. But I just feel like this is really fucked up. We shouldn't be mur- like Frank James, the Brooklyn shooter. Yeah. He, if I wouldn't want him to get an electric chair. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God nobody died from the shooting, but, it, you know, it was still a terroristic act. Yeah. In a way, um, who knows if it was a hate crime or anything like that. But I don't think someone doing something wrong means we should now kill them and forget about them. Because at the end of the day, there are going to be plenty of other people that come behind him that also are doing something wrong. Those people shouldn't be killed either. Why not figure out ways of actually helping people to not get to that situation versus just throwing them away and murdering them because we don't like something they did. Um, So that's really my only gripe this week. Okay. Fair enough. So let us slide our asses down to the better, sunshinier part of this house where we talk about the things that made us happy. And of course, we can't talk about the things that made us happy without the number one song that makes us happy on this podcast. A little bit of a little bit of um. Oh, wow. I'm blanking on the name. Baby Merchant. Baby Merchant. So since I went first this time, what's making you happy? Well, one, uh, you're, I'm very happy that your birthday celebrations, part one, have gone off without a hitch, and we are continuing those celebrations today, and there's a special surprise celebration we're doing on your actual birthday on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's been making me very happy. Because I'm happy that you're happy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. I'm happy that, oh, I found a psychiatrist um, that I'm going to be, like, trying to set up appointments with, to work with, that's in my budget. <laughs> Sound like you said, to twerk with. Well, I'll, wait, maybe we can do that, too. Yeah. You maybe, know? Maybe get some meds and twerk. I will, once I get meds, I will be twerking all over the place. Meds, 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 meds. <laughs> Let me get some meds, 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 meds. Um, then... Okay, so yesterday I was on Twitter, 
Mm-hmm. And I saw this tweet by rapper NLE Choppa. NLE Choppa. Now, I couldn't tell you what song he has because I don't know. But uh, he tweeted out, since my BBL blend is such a success, currently I'm looking for things to reverse autism, dwarfism, Down syndrome, and many other disorders. A lot of people asking for herbs for their height. I'm going to look into that. And now, that wasn't the stupid thing that made me... The the tweet was so ridiculous and dumb that, like, that didn't make me happy. But the um, the response to it is really, like, I've been cackling just reading people's um, hilarious responses mm-hmm. um, to it uh, because it's just like... Sir, what the fuck are you talking about? No, you cannot reverse dwarfism or Down syndrome or autism. You, you can, are you going to change the chromosomes in people's body? Like, I want to know. And then I went on his website to try to find his um, BBL blend. And... Also, take a shot if ever BBLs come up on this fucking podcast, too, <laughs> quite frankly, because I swear to God, there, there, there's something going on. There's a party going on right here. Brazilian butt lifts throughout the years. I'm like, I, I had to go to his website so that I could try to find um, the BBL supplements. Um,. And I still am very confused at what it is because it didn't make any sense. And also, it's just not like a, what could you do to make someone's fat move from their stomach to their butt? Um, so I went on his uh, website, NLE Health and Wellness, and he has a variety of of different herbs and things. And when you look at <clears throat> the BBL, hold on, let me find, let me make sure I have the correct one. When you go to look for this BBL herb, you find um, this natural BBL supplement, which includes, oh, it's called... BBL Herb Concoction, which honestly, yes. AKPI powder, fennel, fenugreek, and basil. Now, this to me sounds just like really good seasonings for like some chicken or fish or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing about this makes me think of BBL. Mm -hmm. And when your description is just says this herb contains acopy powder, fennel, fenugreek, and, and basil. You could add two teaspoons to drinking water or tea every morning. But it gives you literally no explanation yeah, of I how doubt. this BBL supplement I doubt that uh I doubt that it's FDA approved. Oh it's not. He writes on the right on the thing it says not FDA approved. Um and when I looked up to see like what these different things were, like it's it, nothing about it is equaling Anything like acne powder? They you have they have there are is acne oil that you could like rub on your butt that's supposed to make it firmer and stuff like that. But like 
This is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. And I just could not believe that people are buying him. They're, and they are, because when I was on the website, it was like, 20 people have purchased this in the last hour. <laughs> no, that's probably uh, that's probably a scam that they're doing. Do you think that people are purchasing it? Like, it's just like, oh, it? remember on TV where they would say uh, uh, supplies while while supplies are limited yeah. uh, uh, on TV, and mm-hmm. meanwhile, there's a big-ass fucking warehouse of my pillows mm-hmm. uh, sitting somewhere. They have their <laughs> fucking inventory. There's no way that they're running out of fucking inventory. Ooh, 20 people just bought this in the last two minutes. Shut the fuck up. I just, I really want to know what he, he, what he's doing and why. And he, like, I had been knowing him on social for being very big into wellness, but he was also really big into Dr. Sebi, and I was like, oof. Once I saw that, I was like, mm, there's only a certain amount of time before he's telling us that, like... I don't know how well he could be into wellness with all these fucking guns in the goddamn video. Well, you know, he have his guns and he drinks some water with fenugreek powder. With fenugreek powder. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but those those things um, were what was causing me to... Oh, he also claims that he has herbs that cure STDs. I thought you were about to say he also claims he has herbs. And I'm about to laugh at how this BBL powder is not helping him with that. Well, you know, he if he's doing stuff with Dr. Sebi's uh, work, which, you know, Dr. Sebi is the deceased doctor who was apparently very big cured wellness. Can- apparently killed cancer. Cancer, is that the guy? herpes, AIDS. It was like he, the, the conspiracy theory is he had all these cures and that... Because of that, the government killed him, even though I think he died of, like, pneumonia or something. I don't remember. It was, but it's just ridiculous. And I, I, I am, you know, that I'm a wellness person. I, I believe in herbs and using teas and things to <clears throat> help you. These are, A lot of these herbs are things that people have been using for thousands of years to help them in a variety of ways. Sure. But, like, there's a difference between saying, let me drink my ashwagandha powder help with my anxiety and this fucking BBL supplement yeah. or, or some other bullshit that is going to change my genetic makeup. There's, I, I don't think there's anything that anyone could do or give me that is going to stop my brain from being neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people are purchasing these items and guess how much the BBL supplement costs? Uh, $19.99. $100. Oh, eat a dick, NLE Chopper. It is $100, and it is, um, does it say how much is in there? It looks like, so, it, this just, it's stupid. Please, people do not buy it. But please also read the Twitter comments, because they've, they're really hilarious, and I've been cracking up watching them. Um, something else that made me happy. Um, I like, I like some of his songs. I, I honestly couldn't tell you a song. I don't know any of them. I've never heard the song that you're playing right now. Yeah. Never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. It's called uh, Shata Flow 6. Oh. Okay. Um, well, listen. That's why there's a lot of guns with scopes on them. People are obviously interested in what he's doing. I am not one of them. But, you know, live long and prosper. But please keep your BBL blends away. Um, what about you? What's making you happy this week? Well, uh, as I alluded to earlier, there's a special little guest here that I am uh, housing for the next week or so mm-hmm. named Cookie. Cookie. Cookie is a good girl. Don't know what type of dog she is, but she's a small little, 
I want to say uh, got some collie in her. She might have some terrier too. Terrier. I'm looking at her face. Yeah, like if you look at her teeth, like the way that they look, like mm-hmm. they it definitely. Yes, we're talking about you, Cookie. Hey, Cookie, on my heated blanket. Look at you, just the lap of luxury. She's a good girl. You. Yes, you are, You're Cookie. A good girl. You're a good girl. You're a good girl, Cookie. Um. So in addition to, um. Having Cookie around, which, by the way, other than the fact that you peed in my room, <laughs> peed and pooped in my room, you just had to do it. Market territory. I get it. Uh, other than that, Cookie is a good girl. Cookie has been really, really helpful for, like, my, um, not anxiety, just uh, helping me make uh, ch- uh, smash through the blues. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not in my blue or anything like that, but just having a dog around is uh, enough to prevent some blue periods from Especially happening. Especially with this cute little face. Yeah, Cookie has a very cute face. She a very a cute gray, cookie little, face. Little, yeah. Little lips. Yeah. She knows she's a good girl. Yes, Cookie, you are a goodin'. You are a good, 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 good girl. Um,. In addition to to that, uh, I am celebrating my birthday this weekend. Uh, it was it was fantastic so far. Okay, so we did a smash room at Rage the Rage Cage, and uh, it was so fucking fun. It was tiresome. Mm-hmm. It very, was it was hot, very sweaty, no ventilation, which I which makes sense because if it's a lot of stuff breaking, then you don't want like to accidentally break a window or yeah. something like that. So that that makes sense, and that's fine. Wearing masks, wearing face coverings, wearing like that overall plastic jumpsuit, the hazmat suit. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. Ooh, I forgot to wipe my feet off on the rug, my shoes, just to make sure that there weren't any like glass. Oh, okay. 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 Well, we, there wasn't like a lot of. We I mean, a lot we, of glass. Yeah, we. Besides, we, like the you know the the, the plates, the glass, and the from glass like the from the laser printer. printers. Yeah. So there's that. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, then we went to Pig Beach, which I had the biggest fucking burger you could possibly have ever imagined. I will admit, like in hindsight, <laughs> maybe should have had two patties instead yes. of three. But I still ate that burger. You did. You finished the whole thing. I ate the fuck out of that burger. The brisket was delicious. Yes. So between the brisket and the... Uh, oh, and the wings. Those honey... The honey oh, the honey rubbed, wings. The honey rubbed wings. Oh, all the food was good. All the food was amazing. And then, of course, went back to my old stomping grounds at Howard's. That was very nice. It was very appropriate. I That was the last place where I had my public birthday mm-hmm. for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's only appropriate that three years later I would celebrate my Jesus Day uh, at Halyards. And then, of course, we went to the second mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what? The funny thing is I only vaguely remember being at the second. Went to the second, and then we ended the night at... Um, Uncle Barry's. Uncle Barry's, which I finally went to. Yeah! Yes! You finally saw... What did you think? It was cute. Yeah, it's a... Is it a queer bar? No, it is not. Okay, because there's a lot of... A lot of us community visitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One yeah. person was hitting on your bestie. Really? Mm-hmm. I do not remember that. You didn't see it. I was, it was me and him. Sitting there. 
Oh, okay, okay. But thank you to all of my friends who showed up. I'm talking Mulaney, Gladys, Odie was there too. Uh, not two, but you know what I mean. Uh, Sam, C, Nastasia. Thank you all, all for coming out. Thank you. And, of course, a very special thankful to uh, thankful. A very special thank you to Odie for organizing everything, for sending out the invites. I appreciated that. Thank you for for looking out for me and making sure that it was a really nice day. So thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm glad that you... Shout out to Odie! Had a great day. I wanted you to have a great birthday, and so I'm glad that that is how you felt. And another special shout-out to my Uncle Buster, because apparently he listens to the podcast. What up, Uncle Buster? Buster, what it is right now. Buster, what it is right now. Uh, Yeah, shout-out to you. Shout-out to the rest of the fam. Um, but yeah, that's everything that's making me happy. Uh, oh, and, and, and I got a very nice gift from a very, very close friend of mine. I'm going to be wearing it later this evening. Well, this is awesome. Many good things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have, did I, I don't know if I mentioned this, uh, last week, but I'm, uh, <clears throat> a very close person to me, um, in my life is expecting, and I'm very excited. <laughs> I will, once they have said we can announce who they are, I will. But I'm just grateful to see all these people happy and healthy and loved in my life. And I'm I'm hoping that, you know, more of that all 2022, okay? Because there's a lot of shit been happening. So anytime that we can celebrate the people that we love and care for, I think that is very important. And we need more of it. So. I agree. So. Now. That is everything that's making both of us happy. Yep. There's nothing left but to go in for the close. want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. Appreciate everybody. We'll be back next week with more shenanigans. Shenanigans. And until then, take it easy, guys. Nope. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at blackandsnerdypodcast, as well as on Twitter at blackandsnerdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather flock together. Remember. Bye. (laughs) No, this is keeping it. (laughs) We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I actually want to keep that.